Hey, welcome to the Street Shots Photography Podcast with the Switch to Manual dudes. I'm Antonio. And I'm Tom. And, and <laughs> this is our 33rd episode. I don't know if you knew that. Is there any significance in 33? It's a nice number. Yeah. You know what's on? 33 is on the Rolling Rock beer bottles. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. And I have mm. no idea what it stands for. Mm. And I'm sure I could Google it and find out. Or there'd be 14 different, you know, things. But 33, if you look at a Rolling Rock bottle of beer, there's 33 on there. So maybe can someone can, you know, email us the origin of that number. But regardless, this is episode 33. And the last episode I did on my own, Tom, because I went to the photo expo at the Javits Center in the end of October. And I wish you were there so that we could have, you know, talked to people together. But how did I do? Um, you did fine. That was awesome, man. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. I was yeah. just jealous that I, I wasn't on there with you. <laughs> it was, you know, you didn't miss much. It was, a I don't want to say it's a lame show, but there was a lot fewer people on the floor showing, uh, you know, walking around. Uh, even, uh-huh. on the, even on the Saturday uh, which huh. I usually think there's a lot of people walking around. There was just very few people. I don't know what they were up to this year, but I was um, I was a little disappointed in that. I, mean, I was happy to go, and I thought I got some interesting. You know, I was trying to find gear that people might not, you know, know about. So I wasn't going mm-hmm. to the big booths and stuff. So yeah. Um, so anybody who missed the expo and hasn't listened to that uh, episode number thirty-two ought to go back and check it out. Yeah, especially if you're looking to buy stuff before the end of the year, like Christmas, or just to, just to put in that last minute, uh, you know, spending before the end of the year, so you can write it off your taxes. So, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, it was it was fun. I might do some more uh, little things like that. I'm actually right now in the middle of uh, reviewing another camera bag for mymac.com. Uh, the guys, mm-hmm. yeah, the nice people over at MindShift Gear sent me a backpack to review and uh when i'm done reviewing i'll post up where it's reviewed and share that with all but it's really fun to to be reviewing camera bags so any uh just mini sneak preview of thumbs up thumbs down uh it i've been wearing it for the past i did two or three shoots with it and oh you know if i had four thumbs i'd give it four thumbs up (laughs) wow yeah no it's a good it's a solid bag um and if, if I'm going to replace my low-pro uh, low bag, I have a low-pro backpack, I'm going to replace it with this bag huh. for sure. Yeah, it's huh. handsome. I was just using it this weekend uh, when I was photographing our mutual friend Dana near the UN. Uh, uh-huh. And I brought it with me. I thought, you know, well, I'm going to some place that's important, so I want to look, you know, and it has to be a backpack because I had to carry a lot of gear. But, you know, wanted to look decent, so I'm going to some place that's, you know, decent. And, and it, it, it worked, so... Yeah, so the yeah the there's gonna get a a couple of thumbs up. I'm gonna talk about some things I'd like and some things that could be worked on better. But overall, it's a yeah, it's a nice bag, and I love bags. You know, photographers we collect bags like some people collect shoes or cars. You know. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm a bag collector. You should see my room right now. It's a it's a disaster full of bags. So speaking of bags, I know that uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about shooting familiar subjects and sort of seeing them in a new light. Well, that's an interesting segue. <laughs> yeah, because the light is always new. But I, I'm, I'm curious. I, I know you, you were mentioning to me 
off the air that uh, you had walked across the Brooklyn Bridge a couple times recently, and I'm I'm just wondering, did you did you bring the bag on on that shoot? <laughs> I you know no because I wanted to travel light. Uh huh. And yeah, the recent last week, um, not this weekend, but the weekend prior to that, uh, Mac Sokulski. Uh, uh-huh. Mac, don't kill me for butchering your name, but Mac from uh, the Sid and Mac Shutter Time podcast, it came to town uh, from Canada, and he was here with his wife for a few days, and he was like, "You got to show me the town." He's got a really nice voice. Show me. I, I can't do his voice. It's it's <laughs> it's a really good deep voice. And he's like, "Show me the town," and uh, he was staying with someone in Long Island, and. I said, well, I can, you know, only spend the, like maybe an evening and we'll go out to dinner. So I suggested whatever they do in the city, eventually work their way over towards Brooklyn through the, over the Brooklyn Bridge and I'll meet them on the other side. And actually I met him on the Brooklyn Bridge. He had already walked across. So I didn't photograph the bridge, but what we did was we walked down to Brooklyn Bridge Park. And for those people who don't know, there's a park now in front of, next to the Brooklyn Bridge. It's a relatively new park. It's really nice. Uh, yeah. And offer some great views of the New York skyline. So we went, actually, we went first to, uh, what's the famous pizza place? Um, uh, Is that Grimaldi's? Grimaldi's, yes. So we went, to, uh-huh. we went to Grimaldi's first because we had to, you know, get our strength together. They, uh-huh. had, just, they had just walked from, like, Central Park down to the Brooklyn Bridge. Wow. And How was know, the line at Grimaldi's? You know what? Grimaldi's is one of the oldest pizza places in the city or it's got the best pizza i don't know there's something to that place and there's usually a really long line and there was five of us and we got on the line Uh it was a short line but it was still i mean it was maybe 20 people and Uh a guy came out and he says how many of you how many are you and he goes we said five and he goes come right in (laughs) wow so we were waiting for like through 30 seconds fantastic yeah actually the the wait for the pizza was longer than the wait to get in there but anyway we went we had the pizza first and when we were done we went down to brooklyn bridge park and it was already nighttime and I brought a tripod with me, and uh, I actually never done skyline shots from there. I mean, I shoot the skyline actually not that often, but I had not shot it from that place. Uh-huh. Uh, but going over the bridge with them gave me the idea, like, I haven't walked over the Brooklyn Bridge in a while uh, and photograph. So I would go back to the, to the skyline shots. So we did some skyline shots. I'll post my pictures, and maybe I can get uh, Mac to post some of his pictures on our page. Um and they came out really nice. I did some time exposures with my with my Fuji. I only just brought one camera with me because I didn't really want to carry too much around. And uh, I brought a little tripod with me. And uh-huh. I think Mac, he was pretty loose, too, in uh-huh. the amount of equipment he had. This past weekend, I was finishing a, a shoot with a friend. Actually, I was called on to be a photographer consultant. Well, hold on. Before we jump to the the next scenario, I just want to jump in and and say something there, you know, because what we're talking about is like shooting things that you've shot before, but finding new ways to do it. And so um, I love what you said, that you had never shot the New York City skyline from that particular location. So, you know, it's the skyline, it's iconic and famous and infamous and immediately recognizable. But there's so many different vantage points and and so many different ways to capture it. And so that's, I just think that's so cool that, you know, you, a second generation New York City photographer, found yourself in a place where that you had never shot the skyline from there before. Right. Because it's a, again, it's a brand new 
piece of land. Right. And, uh, yeah, I have never really done it from there. That might not be entirely true. I might have shot a little bit from that, but I've never shot it at night, you know? Uh Uh And that, I was like, wow, look at these, look at the pictures. And I did time exposure, so the water got nice and smooth. And, you know, it is a kind of a new skyline since the World Trade Center is not there and they have the new building there. So it looks a little bit different. Uh-huh. Um, right. Yeah. Things are always changing, you know, to, to some degree. And of yeah. course, that's a super dramatic, symbolic change that yeah, conveys so much in and of itself. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. yeah. And then okay, I know, yeah, so go ahead. You're going to, you're going to talk tell the, Oh, okay. So, so I'm on, on the Brooklyn bridge. I meet Mac. Uh, we, I don't stay that long. I don't think I took any shots on the bridge, but it, it reminded me I had not been on the bridge in a while. And I think we, maybe the last time was when we did our, two bridge photo walk uh-huh. where I actually walked over the bridge. We had a, we used to do this two bridge photo walk. You know, we'll set it up when the weather gets better, but basically it's a long, if you come to New York city, the Brooklyn bridge and the Manhattan bridge are really ne- close to each other. And we set up a walk to go from Manhattan to Brooklyn over the Brooklyn bridge and then walk over to a couple blocks of the Manhattan bridge and go back to Manhattan over that bridge. It's a long walk, but you get a lot of great shots. And then we end up in Chinatown and we have lunch <laughs> or dinner. At that point. So I knew I hadn't gone over the bridge in a while. And so this past Saturday, I was on a shoot. Someone, a friend of mine asked me to give him a hand. He wanted my advice as a photographer to teach an actor how to be a photographer in a film that he was making. So I was a photographer consultant. (laughs) Consultant Uh photographer? I don't know how that works. (laughs) So I had to show this artist, uh, this uh, actor, well, this is how you hold the camera and this is how you should talk and this is how you walk, you know, so that it would feel authentic anyway. I was so jazzed by that experience, and it was downtown in, in uh, Tribeca. I decided to walk downtown, and I decided, you know what? I'm going to walk. I'm so energized. I'm going to walk over the bridge, the Brooklyn Bridge. And so uh-huh. I got over there, and, you know, we're, we're now in, uh, you know, fall, early winter light, so the, the sun is really strong, and, you know, it's like golden hour all the time. Mm. And so I started to walk over, and I'm taking pictures. And again, I only brought my Fuji X100T, so I'm limiting myself to, you know, this one camera and this one lens. And, you know, here it is, the bridge. I've seen 150,000 times before. What am I going to do that's different? And you know what? I started walking over, and, you know, I was photographing the people, and uh, people are now putting these locks, you know, these little padlocks on them. Yeah, uh, you've heard of people putting locks on bridges, or they're you know they're engaged, or they're couples, and yeah, it's like a little memento. Yeah, yeah. So they're putting these locks on. I said I never saw those before, so I took some shots of that. But you know, I did the typical bridge symmetry, the lines. The light was really tight and sharp, and so I I got these really nice, clean color shots. And so I walked over the bridge. It's a long walk, and dodging bicyclists all the way. Shot a yeah. few. Uh, oh my gosh! Yeah, you gotta. <laughs> you really t- take your life in your own hands. Exactly. Sometimes. Yeah. Don't get me into a rant about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, remember when that guy going by and kind of like, what happened? It, oh right, we were going over the bike and the guy crashed into us. Right. Well, that was that was our two bridge photo walk, and we were walking over, and there was a uh, protest going over, and and this will tie into what you're going to talk about familiar pictures, but. There was a protest walking across. Remember, they were for teachers. I think they were they were protesting yeah. to, on the uh-huh. side of teachers' yeah. rights teachers or something. Union or teachers' something, union, yeah. yeah. And you know, there was a cop following the the back end of this protest, and 
this bicyclist was biking over the Brooklyn Bridge and he was speeding and the cop jumped in front of him and said, you got to stop. You got to, you got to, uh, you know, walk your bike across. Yeah. And there was some kind of like a confrontation. He yeah. just, the cop stood in the path of the bike. And, Didn't and, you get that picture? And, you have a picture. I think I did you get that do. picture. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if it turned out great, but I, I did capture it was an exciting moment and it was something that didn't happen on the bridge before but yeah yeah so anyway the brooklyn bridge you, you walk there's a walking path and a bike path and you, you have to be careful of the bicyclists uh, and the bicyclists have to be careful of the people it's it's an interesting balance anyway i walked to the other side of it i think i shot i was just downloading the pictures today and i, I shot a lot of shots <laughs> it's like <laughs> 700 600 pictures maybe Wow. Over the Brooklyn Bridge. That's impressive. <laughs> it is. It is impressive. A lot of the pictures of pictures I've seen before, you know, that I've taken before. Uh, yeah. I've always tried to capture, you know, there's a picture of mine of the Brooklyn Bridge, and we'll put these up in the show notes that I did. It's sort of an old style picture. Yeah, I love I love that one. Tilt shift lens with a real tilt shift lens, by the way, people, not this filter crap that people use. Sorry, I'm biased against the tilt shift filter uh but it was with a real t shift lens and it looks old-fashioned and i've been trying to sort of recapture that picture but <laughs> you know you can't always recapture the same shot yeah it's so hard to do i mean that's part of what you know i wanted to try to convey in this episode is just that it's always new that you can go back to the same place the same time of day but there's there's going to be differences and to me that's part of the fun i mean you know we yeah you get a great shot that you love and you may try to go back and get it again or even improve on it but for the most part for me it's about keeping it fresh and being inspired by work that we've done but being open to the present moment and you know you may get everything ready and then a couple walks into the frame and you're like wow you know this is this is going to be new. This is going to be today. And in this light, um, you know, this season. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued by sort of that notion of you can never put your finger in the stream at the same place. However, that anecdote goes, <laughs> you know, as you're saying that I'm thinking for the people who, you know, go to locations that everybody's photographed before, it's kind of the same thing, you know, you go yeah. to the Grand Canyon or you go to Chicago and you're, you know, you're looking at scenes that a thousand million other photographers have taken and you can be kind of dissuaded saying, well, you know, some, so many other people have photographed this. Why do I need to take a shot? It's like, well, but you've never taken that picture at that time, at that place. This moment is, is transient in time. And you know, you bring, yeah, your picture may look like somebody else's, but it's still your picture. You've never done it before. So you should never really use what someone else has done before, or even what you've done before to stop you from continuing to photograph something. It's, it's yeah. just a moment in time that's never going to happen again. The light's yeah. never going to look that way. The people that are there are not going to be that, that combination, infinite combination, inter, infinite diversity, Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> it's never, it, that should never edit your decision to, to photograph or not. Because uh, you'll regret it at some point. Yeah, and, and nine times out of ten, I think you come up with something different. I mean, think of all the photo walks that we've done, you know, just bringing groups through Red Hook and afterwards looking at people's pictures. Mm -hmm. Everybody saw something different, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, everyone has their own eye so yeah so i'll 
tell you what happened to me today. So I'm downloading the pictures into Lightroom, which, by the way, as a parentheses rant, hey, Adobe, can you fix the damn program? Uh, for some reason, it is taking forever for me to download pictures from my Fuji camera. I mean, I literally had to let it sit for two hours, like mm. three hours downloading pictures. It was insane. But I had transferred some of the pictures uh, to my iPad. I'm doing some processing on my iPad. And so I'm looking at this Brooklyn Bridge shot. And it's a shot I've done a bazillion times. But I decided to turn it into black and white. And now we're going to hear from people who are saying, oh, you're just turning it into black and white. No, I just, there was something about the color. I mean, it's a very nice color picture. It's I did it deeply saturated. It's very dark, so the shadows are kind of heavy. And uh -huh. it's a shot of one of the towers. And you see all the the um, suspension cords uh, yeah. coming out of it. And it looks really great in color, but I said, let me just turn it into black and white and let me use a, a filter in the black and white conversion so that I can darken the sky a little bit and, and see what happens. And I did it and it is a really unique shot. I looked at this picture and I was like, it's basically this dark silhouette of the tower. The sky is also very dark, but you can see the tower against the sky and the mm. cords are lit up by the sun. So there are these mm. really white lines. And I looked at that and I said, you know what? I have never taken that picture before. It was something new. It's a bridge I've walked over, like I said. You know, we've walked over and I've walked over hundreds of times. I've lived in Brooklyn in, for, you know, 20-something years. And I've taken tons of pictures. And this is a new picture, you know? That's so cool. Yeah, Maybe, I think it's, it's worth pointing out, too, that, you know, part of... Where, where you discovered the newness was in, through creatively working with it in post-production. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm really happy with the color one, the straight out of the camera shot. Uh -huh. I, I'm, I'm very happy to print that one, too. In fact, I, I'm thinking about I should probably print this and hang it on my wall, which is rare for me. You know, the, the part of it was like, you know, I never saw this and I never saw this in black and white. Let me see what it looks like. Uh -huh. And and it, it becomes something else as well. So it's not an excuse to just turn something into black and white because it I've seen it before. But sometimes that can just spark something, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah maybe I mean, the, it's part of the creative process as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, maybe, you know, looking at the real deal, it was very monochromatic anyway. I mean, the building is very dark. The sky uh -huh. was kind of dark because it was getting later in the afternoon. And the wires were lit by the sun. So there was a monochromatic feel to it in yeah, a way. Sometimes so, I, th I think that's sort of like being true to the image when, when there's just not a lot of color and you're like, well, let's just take this all the way and just see what it looks like black and white. Yeah, yeah. So it's funny that this is our topic today and it's so close to what happened to me this literally today when I was processing the picture. And I was like, uh -huh. you know, this is this is something. And I've, again, I've been over the Brooklyn Bridge a couple of times I past few days in the past week. Uh -huh. Yeah. I, I often don't head into the city, by the way. everybody. I stay a lot in Brooklyn, so I don't necessarily travel over the bridge. So it's kind of unique to, to do that in a short period of time for myself. But it did make yeah. me... Go ahead. No, I was going to say, it just made me think about like, yeah, well, you know, you see something familiar and how do I go and do something new? How do I, you know, it's worth photographing again and again. It's a beautiful structure. It's worth exploring. Uh, the interesting thing about the Brooklyn Bridge is you can only explore it from a certain, you know, when you're on it, you really can only walk one path, you know? Yeah. Uh -huh. So what, yeah. Yeah. what can you do? Right. But, I mean, every step is a slightly different perspective, you know, and there's yeah. a couple hundred steps. Or, yeah, yeah. 
yeah. 500 or 1,000 or whatever, but yeah, but, but you're on a very narrow path all the way across the bridge until, you know, sometimes under those huge pillars, there's, there's a kind of a, a larger area that you can walk around, and those are fun places. Maybe because it affords that freedom, you can get some, you can get underneath the uh-huh. big, huge arches, and you've got some really cool shots from there. Yeah, and the other thing that's there is a, a bazillion people. I mean... Yeah, you know, photographing. I didn't spend that much time photographing the people, but uh, you know, if I just wanted to walk over the bridge and photograph the tourists and stand in like one spot, you know, that would easily be uh, something I could do there. But yeah, but you know, so speaking about the familiar, we're you know not just talking about a place. Everybody, when Tom was in New York, he often photographed. You photographed a lot of protests, right? Uh huh. Yeah. And I yeah. just noticed since you've moved there where you are now, that you're starting to shoot those again. Yeah. Well, I mean, as an activist minister, I find myself oftentimes, you know, at various kinds of protests. And, and yeah, you're absolutely right. Even though I was suddenly, you know, all the way across the country in Arizona, um, I, I was at a protest of some hotel workers who were being treated really poorly and they were part of a union and they were organizing and protesting outside this hotel. And, and so I joined the protest and, and took a few shots. And, and then as I was leaving, I, I, I was new to this group. And so I, I didn't really know what was going to happen. I, I heard there were some people who were going to engage in civil disobedience. Um, mm. But I wasn't sure when that was going to happen. And I had actually started to leave. And this was in Tempe, Arizona, um, the night of uh, Arizona Arizona State University, the Sun Devils, were having a football game. Mm. So there's there's hundreds of people on the streets, and the protesters took over an intersection, and it was really extremely well orchestrated, and it happened to just be really highly photogenic also because the protesters closed down the intersection of car traffic, and then a smaller group that was risking arrest or intentionally getting arrested to call attention to this issue, they formed a circle in the center of the intersection. And it just so happened there was some stone work in the intersection that also formed a circle. So it was one of these things that just sort of magically came together. And, and I just thought, you know, I wanted to document it, but also sort of like the aesthetic photographer uh-huh. side of me was like, wow, this, what an image. And so I just walked up and t- took a few. And so, yeah, well, I'll, I'll put some of those on the, on the, um, on the show notes, but, but yeah, in, in terms of what you're saying, I've been to hundreds of protests. And when I think, you know, when you're used to the same kind of activity, you learn certain things and it's familiar, even if you're doing it in a different place, like, I like to shoot musicians a lot performing um, on stage and oftentimes that's at night or it's inside and it's dark with stage lighting. And that's a certain sort of set of conditions that, mm-hmm. you know, you get used to and you you shoot it with a really low aperture and a high ISO and maybe a little bit of flash or sometimes the stage lights themselves are enough. and you know, you get really get into something like that and, you know, you could be virtually anywhere in the country, anywhere in the world, and you're going to encounter that kind of situation. 
Um, so there you are again in the same kind of setting, but finding something new, a different performer, a different night, a different mood, different colors. Yeah, you're just saying that you found the the circle of the protesters and the circle that was embedded in the ground an aesthetically pleasing thing to photograph. And so that ends up being like, okay, so you're at this protest, you've, you've photographed protests before, but now you're looking for something that's going to set this one apart from the other pictures that you've taken, even though it's a familiar yeah. subject. Right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it happened to be on the Day of the Dead or right around there. So the protesters had their faces made up. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. So that Ooh. if you look closely at the faces, yeah, it was, it was really powerful. You were shooting wide angle, I'm guessing, right? Because that's your <laughs> signature. I, I, I gave it a wide angle look, let's just say. <laughs> a wide angle. Oh, what, what does that mean? <laughs> it means I actually used my iPhone. Oh, you use your. Well, you know what? Yeah, we're equipment agnostic. Would that be the right way to say that? Like, it doesn't matter what you're using. I don't uh -huh. care. Yeah, yeah. You know, you got your iPhone with you. Yeah. At some point in the next, you know, hopefully in the next six months or a year, we can stop talking about, oh, I shot it on an iPhone. And I'm, I'm guilty of that just as well because I'm like, ooh, I just shot this on an iPhone because I'm still kind of amazed that we can carry around this camera with us. But it doesn't matter. You're shooting the same kind of subject. It doesn't matter what device you're using. You yeah, know, totally. It's your yeah. eye. It's, it's, you know, the equipment. You know what the, the range is. You know what the capabilities are. But you're using your eye to find something, you know, here's a familiar thing that you photograph all the time. And, well, how, how are you going to make it, you know, it's going to be the same, right? It's a, uh -huh. it's a protest or it's the Brooklyn Bridge. But how are you going to bring something new to the table? If anything, it's not for, you know, your audience. You're not trying to please some audience. You're really trying to say, well, what can I do differently? Because I want to do something differently, right? Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's a combination of factors. I mean, I'm oftentimes sort of thinking, uh, yeah, I'll see an image and realize, wow, you know, people will enjoy this, or I'm going to impress my friends with this. I mean, <laughs> you know, there's all, all right, kinds okay. of different motivations, yeah. and, and sometimes something is just simply beautiful or, or catches your eye for whatever reason, and then it's not until after you've captured it that it's like, wow, oh my God, I can't, can't wait to share this, or... I'll try to publish this in this location or that location. You know, it's so well, yeah, it's it's complicated, but but we're out to challenge ourselves as well. I mean, yeah, you know, I again, and I've said this before, but I I tend to walk the same route every day on my way to the train and talk about the familiar. You know, it's like yeah. I see the same people. Everybody's waiting for the bus at the same spot. The same people are waiting for the train. Everybody stands at the same spot you know, waiting for the doors to open a train and like, and I photograph some of the same people and it's very familiar. And how do I make it new? Uh, and sometimes I can't make it new. Sometimes I look at it and I say, you know what, this really looks the same as it did yesterday or the day before. And I just, I'm not going to take the picture. I'm just going to, maybe I'll just look at it or I'll just move on to something else. But it really is a, a, a challenge to oneself to to take the familiar and see if you can make it different i'm i'm endlessly challenged by that you know it, yeah, it, yeah we, we don't have to same round yeah and we don't have to move like groundhog day and we don't have to but i think that's a good point too is that many times i have felt like okay i've i've got that you know i i shot that already 
And I, I really love that particular image. And so I'm not going to get that person with that backdrop again right now because I've done it, you know. And then, uh-huh. but when you're when you don't take that shot, then you notice something else, and uh-huh. that something else might be something new. Right. The person standing next to that person is someone you didn't photograph, or yeah, that that corner or that uh, or that animal or whatever. You know how to take the familiar and make it new and different and exciting, and it's worth trying. Uh, yeah. As as, as certainly. You know, uh, a project. And, you know, as we're coming into our winter time here and we're losing daylight and we're getting all grumpy, we have to figure out a way to keep ourselves challenged somehow. And, yeah. and I propose that being a way to do so. Yeah. And in New York, I just have to say, dude, you know, I mean, yeah, you see a lot of the same people, but there <laughs> is always something new to see. Well, there I mean, was, yeah. One of the last things I saw when I was there... Um, you know, uh, one of the last times I was in Manhattan, there was this guy, I, I can't remember if, if I shared this image with you, I think I put it on Facebook, but there was a guy calling attention to climate change, and he was in, he was pushing like a big oh yeah, oxygen device, and he had a <laughs> tube running into like his spacesuit, yes. so that it was like, you know, he's completely self-contained oxygen kind of Thing that he was pushing around it was the weirdest wildest thing i've ever seen and it was just like another day in new york yeah the part of the advantage of living in in new york is the fact that there is so much so many different things to go see so i i can step out of the path that i walk uh i mean that metaphorically as well as opposed to phys- and physically and and find something new I guess I'm lucky and people who are in urban environments or environments that are very diverse have that advantage. But, uh, you know, coming from the point of view of someone who's coming to, uh, New York city for the first time, I was thinking like Mac from, uh, from the, yeah. scene, from the shutter time podcast. He's coming in. It's his first time in New York. And so he's seeing stuff. Him and his wife are seeing things they never saw before. Maybe they only saw in pictures. And so nothing is familiar to them. Right. Know? Even the first, even the, you know, they could probably walk over the bridge 10 times. It's still not familiar, you know? Yeah. Well, that's the beauty of travel. Well, it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have been up until, I mean, I used to travel a lot, but I used to go to London a lot. And uh, I used to like to photograph some of the same things. I would go to the British Museum and photograph the same things. Actually, I do that now. I go to the, I go, <laughs> go to the Metropolitan Museum and I always go into the Greek and Roman section. And yeah. And again, it's the, you know, there's a familiar place. I, you know, it's also because I feel comfortable there for some reason. So yeah, there's so f- many beautiful things. Yeah. But it's again, you know, place. I bring my camera with me and I would like to do something new there. And and I find new stuff to photograph. I mean, I've been to that place a bazillion times and I've lived in New York all my life. And it's a great museum. And if you come to New York City, you must go to that museum. Uh, and take a lot of Advil with you because you're gonna be walking around. You're gonna be in pain. <laughs> mm-hmm. But and don't bring a don't bring a tripod. Don't bring a tripod or a backpack. They're, they're not very keen on that. But they're very happy to, for you to photograph. You can bring your camera. You just can't use your flash. Uh-huh. But I go there and photograph all the time. And uh, we could do a whole podcast on that. And we will. Yeah, we will do that. And you got to tell me what museums you got going on. Yeah, in your area, you must have some stuff out there. But uh, yeah, uh-huh. I just heard somebody ticked off a whole list of them. They sounded really cool. Have you been out to any? 
Yeah. Uh, no, um, I have not. I have not been inside one. I, I was near one um, on like a nature trail, but I have yet to actually get inside a museum. Oh, well, and speaking of familiar, since everybody, anybody who's listening to this for the first time, Tom has this uncanny ability to attract birds of prey. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how it's possible, but he does. Even one time he called me, he called me from, he used to live a block and a half away from me. So I could see, I could kind of see his rooftop from my apartment. He calls me up and goes, look out your window. And I look out the window and there's three hawks flying around. (laughs) You remember that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Actually, no, you said there was two hawks. I looked at it and there was three. I'm like, <laughs> of course there's going to be a... So, so speaking of that, have you had any sh- chance to uh, see any birds of prey or wildlife while you've been out there? I've seen a little bit. Um, I'm, I'm hoping to actually do a little camping soon. But uh, And I've, I've, I drove to California um, at one point and... That saw a lot of natural beauty just on the drive from basically Phoenix to Santa Barbara. But uh, I've mostly, I've seen some hawks, but I've been driving. It's, I mean, sometimes I'll, I'll pull over and jump out and try to shoot, but I didn't do that on these occasions. I just sort of enjoyed seeing them in flight. Yeah. Um, I've seen a few hummingbirds, actually. Oh, really? That. Yeah. yeah. So, and I have yet to shoot one either, but I, I've like seen them in my backyard here in Tempe. So I've, and I've, that seems to be a highly photographed a bird, you know, but, you, but have you, you haven't done it yet. Amazing. Right. But exactly. Right. It's perfect subject for what we're talking about. Cause yeah, I, I have yet to do it. So that'll be fun. Yeah. Do you know the, that, uh, hummingbirds are the only birds that can fly backwards? Huh? That never occurred to me. No, I just read, sense. I just read that. I don't know. Somewhere. Like huh. today, <laughs> hummingbirds scare the crap out of me because they sound like giant bugs. <laughs> yeah, they fly well, by. There's like Bleh. the speed of those wings. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Yeah, I think we probably dragged that topic as far as we can go. Unless there's anything else you want to say. No, just Is that it? there's there's always something new, even in the familiar. I like to think it's a challenge uh, yeah. to, to do that. And like I said, I think the Brooklyn Bridge for me is a great example. I mean, there could, wherever you are, there's, there's the one thing that everybody's photographed. And you've probably done it a bazillion times too. So the challenge is to really go out, find what's different and tackle it, you know, photograph it and see what happens. And you could find new familiar in, in the post-processing as well, like I did with the black and white. Mm. Um, I don't know. I find it a exercise and discovery, you know? Yeah, totally. I, I guess my parting thought would just be to tie this in to photographing people because anybody who's oh, a shutterbug, yeah. an enthusiast, an amateur, a professional, you know, we all photograph people that we're around all the time. And I'd imagine most everyone can relate to that notion that there's always a new picture to be taken, even of someone who you photograph so much. The different lighting, different background, different expression is part of the, the mystery of the human person. You know, every every moment there's there's something new. Yeah, and I would definitely piggyback on that by saying the person you're photographing may not always want to be photographed, but, you know, there are people in my life that I didn't photograph and I regret that, mm-hmm. you know, I was so familiar with them day-to-day or whatever family or friends and uh didn't take enough time to 
take pictures of them and you know some of them are gone now and miss miss having had that opportunity to take the pictures you know yeah that's a good point yeah, yeah. and i and i would just add to that that uh you know if somebody's a little reluctant for you to take their picture just take several hundred and <laughs> eventually they'll just laugh and get used to it <laughs> Until they, until they throw the teapot at you. <laughs> but then you just take the hit and you keep going. Yeah, and if someone asks, increase so, your shutter speed. If exactly, increase, increase your shutter speed up. and depth of field, and you know, get a telephoto lens too. <laughs> and if someone asks you what you're doing, you know, just say, "Well, this is what I do." You know, I'm a, I'm a photographer, and this is what I do. So we don't have to make excuses for ourselves. It's just, uh, you know. The lesson I could teach everybody is, you know, there are pictures I regret not taking. And I don't want that for everybody, you know. I mean, we all know when there's a time to put the camera down because you got to put the camera down. But there are those times when you said, should I take the picture? And if you have that thought and you you have the opportunity, take the picture. Don't, you know, once you have the thought, should I take the picture? That means take the picture. Take it. Totally. You know, and if it's something familiar or something new, you just go with that little voice. Because you don't really want to sit there the next day and say, you know. Yeah. Oh, I should have taken that. Yeah. 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 So I think that's it. But I want to just touch base with Sid and Mac who have been, we've been going back and forth on our podcast, sending Uh messages back and forth. And I just listened to their recent episode and I really wanted to say sort of publicly how sad I was to hear that Sid had a break-in in her car. She had her car stolen and lost a lot of accessories and it cost her a lot of money and their recent Mm. episode they were talking about insurance and it's probably Mm. something that we need to bring up at some point um Uh uh-huh yeah they're in canada so i don't know what the laws are in canada insurance and i know we have different insurance issues and i have to deal with that but i really wanted to put out that i'm like it was just horrified to hear that and you know we live in new york and so we're sort of used to people getting Stuff ripped off. Stuff yeah, ripped off. Still, yeah, it's heartbreaking, and you know it's personal, and yeah. So our our heart goes out to our fellow podcasters. Yeah, and it was really great to meet Mac in person. Uh, we talked about it on a couple of episodes ago about the the photography community. Yeah, uh, really solidified when uh, we when I met uh, Mac and his wife and a and a couple of other listeners from his show on the little photo walk in the city. It was just like, you know, we just started to get to know, to know Sid and Mac. Uh, and we've, I've been on their show once. We, the two of us haven't been on yet. And so we've got a, uh-huh. we're apparently invited on. So we'll, we're going to crash their podcast. Cool. That community, it's just, it was, it was there. It's, you know, I felt like I knew him already in some way uh-huh. you know yeah. i saw him yeah. from a distance i'm like hey i know him <laughs> I know and it was very much about what we were talking about so you know thumbs up to mac and and sid on their podcast their show is really good i i suggest that you if you tune into our show i think you'd like their show very much they're they're a little fuji heavy but i don't mind that <laughs> and um, so what could people search shutter time sid and yeah mac? look for look for yeah shutter time with sid and mac and please listen to them. I enjoy their, their conversations uh, immensely. And I think you guys will too. So I think that's it for this, this episode. episode. Yeah. Um, where, where can people find us? Uh, people can find us in all sorts of different places. First of all, look at our website, switchtomanual.com. 
There you can find links to all of our other stuff, which is Flickr and our Twitter and Facebook. Or you can just see the pictures that we're posting and the reviews that I'm posting from, you know, some of the stuff that I've been able to review and just a lot of stuff. Hang out there with us, please. We also have a little book that people can purchase if anybody's getting started and wanting to learn how to switch to manual. That's right. We have our manual on manual, uh, which you can find in our little store there. It's for those people who want to switch to manual. And we wrote it really simply. Tom, you wrote most of it. But it was really just the idea of how it's to get people. Effort. It's a team effort. It's a team effort. It was. It was. Okay. I'll give you. Yeah, thank you. You did a lot of the heavy lifting. But it's a great little book uh also on our website we're doing portfolio reviews so if you are interested in having the switch to manual guys look at your pictures and give you some feedback you can check out our portfolio review page uh we have a few paid options and we do have a free 99 if you want to just give us a test and see if we're up to par we are but if you just want to test it out before uh, committing you know a bigger portfolio you can check us out there we're on Twitter at switch the number two manual. So switch to manual. If you have any suggestions or questions, please email us or tweet us, but you can email us at info at switch And please, please, please. If you get us through iTunes, rate us and review us there, please. That would be really helpful. Uh, even if you're not on iTunes, go to iTunes and find us and rate us. <laughs> that would be great. And we're getting close to Thanksgiving. So we may have one episode before then, but I know we'll get at least one or two in before the end of the year. And maybe, Tom, we should do one about, you know, like a little gear thing. Talk about what we can get for Christmas. Yeah, that sounds fun. Yeah, it does. I'll work up a list of yeah. uh, what I'm what I'm hoping for. Let's do it. Yeah, we'll do our we'll do our Christmas list. Maybe people could buy stuff for us. <laughs> <laughs> we we'll take donations. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so thanks for uh yeah, thanks for hanging out with us. And, uh, well, see you later. Adios. <laughs> <laughs>